into a huge side two of Daydream, the Mariah Carey uh, Petrillion selling album, as we've already established. <laughs> Petrillion is whatever it's sold. Um, <laughs> uh, this is fab. That's posh. This is me. I am a memoir. The meaning of the meaning of Mariah Carey. But we're not reading the meaning of Mariah Carey. We are still listening to Daydream. So all we do in these episodes is break it on down. I should oh. confirm we still are reading the book <laughs> outside. We are reading episodes. the book. <laughs> We're reading the book. We've stopped next, reading <laughs> the next week. We next forgot. episode. I don't know. Be. Suddenly I can't read. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're just listening to the music now. We're getting really We're We're immersing up. ourselves in the milieu of Mariah. Oh, milieu Mariah Carey. <laughs> um, <laughs> French cousin. <laughs> <laughs> She'll show up in a video, I'm sure. Um. Break me on down. All right, so we are on side two, and we start with a little When I Saw You. Which Don't was, even. My goodness, it was Mariah Carey and Snuffleupagus. Mm-hmm. Now, Listening to this again the other day. This is one that just comes on shuffle and I uh, belt it out. It's always fun. But listening in order of the album and actually listening to the vinyl for the first time because I saved it, darlings, uh, for this episode. Oh, my God. Chills. It took me back to the back room of my childhood home. Mum with the headphones on. You had a back room in your childhood home? That is confronting. (laughs) 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 It just had had a divan, darling. Well, most back rooms just have, you know, like a sort of a divan thing and like a little pump bottle of lube and some <laughs> tissues. But no, it's nice that you... No, we had oh, a different kind of back room. Yeah. My mistake. <laughs> God. <laughs> so many things wrong with that <laughs> image. I'm the most so inappropriate person who ever lived. God. Um, but yeah, I'm she... to get cancelled at the end of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just personally. Not, if, not it hasn't, if it hasn't happened already, it's not happening. No, how have I not been cancelled? I know, that Kylie so Minogue joke alone. Many, <laughs> so many brown eyes in my career. Unsuspecting <laughs> people. <laughs> okay, now, yeah, so it took me back to that. And I also, I think this was the first song, of course, being the, this is the first Mariah album I had. Mm. The first song I realised, oh my God, this is a lot of breath to sing this song. Mm. Like it goes on and on. And I actually think it could be one of her hardest songs to sing purely, not so much for notes, but for stamina. Because unlike Without You, where it's holding one note for a very, very long time, Mm. this is holding notes and changing. (laughs) The modulation between low and high in this song is really hard work. Like... It's one of those songs where you go, oh, you are doing something more than just having a big old belt here. Aren't you? mm-hmm. You're having, you're, you've gone, well, if I'm going to write the song, I'm going to write it so it really suits my voice. Yeah. yeah. And if I have to write another song with Snuffleupagus, I'm going to make sure it's fun to sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that it would be fun to sing. I think this is quite a workout. No, like, I know it's, it's a- like bang in the middle of her range, but it's like... But it is, it's the breath support to be able yeah. to hit. It's its not just sustaining one note. It's hitting several notes within the same breath and yeah. holding them. for it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And and there is one of the all-time great key changes in this song, mm-hmm. like during a during a note. That's true. Um, but no, look for me. This is, this is the beginning of a very good run of this album. I will just yeah. say that. And, and I'm giving it Poshfinity. Poshfinity, yeah. This is this this was one of my shower songs. Like this, for for quite some time, usurped all over all I ever wanted, all I've ever wanted <laughs> from my my, from my shower uh, carousel. <laughs> 
even though it's an impossible song to sing, especially it's when crazy. you're in steamy water. <laughs> Because you've got um, it while, because when you're in the steamy water, you're doing hair flicks and you're like yeah. up against the glass. It's a whole thing. And trying to also clean yourself. Um, <laughs> it's like, well, I've bent over to clean my foot and now my diaphragm's all crushed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that showers were cleaning. I just thought they were for concerts. Yeah, little the little posh concert. Um, <laughs> posh is wet concert. <laughs> <laughs> Even the ones that aren't in the shower are wet, darling. So yeah, it's it's beautiful. I love it. I love like there are some bits of it that I'm not, you know, that I had trouble with at the time. Like I was like, oh, why are you singing like that? Like why isn't sure. it just belting all the time? <laughs> <laughs> That's you with every Mariah song. I like that with every Mariah song. Um, but yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. It's it's seriously one of my favorites. It's it's so good when I saw you and it's it's a great way like even though this was like a CD for me like because we're doing this as an album like a vinyl album it's a great way to open the second side like when you're like oh yeah I enjoyed I Am Free I'll turn it over whoa we're starting the album again (laughs) yeah we cranked it right up to 11 woo (laughs) (laughs) so I take that that's uh, an infinity that's an infinity all right uh, it's a shower affinity. Shower affinity. <laughs> That's my highest praise. A song that I sing. <laughs> it's a shower affinity. Shower affinity. Right. This and all I've ever wanted. <laughs> Until the S- end of time. That was my other shower affinity. <laughs> Smashing to track eight. Long ago, written by Mariah Jamash and Manuel Seal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something pretty big here. Go say it. I think. This is possibly my favorite Mariah Carey song <gasps> of all time. Of all ever. time. I wow. look. It's hard when you've got songs like Vision of Love, like that are just so powerful. But if not and you've my favorite, just come out of when I when saw I saw you. you. If not my favorite of all time, then my favorite album track for yeah. sure. Although we do have some heavy competition with the song before and another one coming up. Yeah. Um, I just find it then and now to be so chill like it's so chill and kind of like yeah yeah, yeah you know i'm cool like i'm not trying too hard here i'm yeah. just a really cool song i still sound fresh now like i like everything she does with her voice in the song I, what what posfinity to the power of posfinity what I, what can i do i don't know this is this is as with always be my baby this is her and Jermaine Dupree just falling into that groove and finding a space that I don't think she found with Clavillis and Cole. Sure. They tried to, you know, find a groove together, but they were too kind of European housey and yes. she's too kind of hip hop. And this was the sound that she had always needed for yeah. her. Not that this is an upbeat song, but for her more. But there is something driving yeah. about it. Yeah. It's, but, you know, it, yeah. when, when she's going to do kind of like... A not ballad. Let's call them not ballads. <laughs> when she's doing a not ballad, it like this is a better sound for her than all of that synthesized drum beats and you know the craziness of the last couple of albums. This is exactly what she should be doing, and you know she continues to do through the rest of her career this kind of you know almost a dirty beat yeah. like there's a you know there's some great sampling in this like it's just a yeah i feel like this is the birth of the new mariah in a way in a i think in a more impressive way than even the fantasy remix with odb this is yeah. the actual real true birth of the new mariah this is yeah. you know there is domain. yeah there is nothing like this before it it's yeah bonkers um, I also love that even up, I only realized this when I listened to the vinyl and I had to go back and check the CD, the, the main beat, the do 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 it starts in one spot, but then when she's actually singing, it's actually one sort of millisecond delayed. Mm-hmm. It's not where you think it sits. Yeah. And I heard it in the record. I was like, oh my God, has that been pressed wrong? 
No. I was like, there's something wrong with it. And I went back, I was like, oh no, it's always been like that. But you, it's like your ear puts it where you think it needs it's to go. It's just slightly syncopated. Yeah. Really, I'm like, yeah. oh, and I think that adds to the kind of mystery of it all. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, Postfinity to the power of Postfinity. It's the highest yeah. score I've given so far. It's, I love the, the bass line is amazing. It's just a, yeah, it's re, it's like you can hear when, when she says in the book that they just had an easy, comfortable working relationship, be like, oh yeah, I can hear that right yeah. here. Yeah. I can hear that they're, they're both driving each other to creativity in a way that probably they weren't able to do before on their own Yeah, or with other people. <laughs> Plonky piano. be careful they're returning shortly i know (laughs) um so what what's what's your score for the longer longer uh look i think you know i was i was about to give it cusp of infinity but i think because it's such a landmark moment and it is you know the mariah to come i'm gonna have to tip over into the infinity tipping in yeah like I would have forced it's, you anyway. I would have pushed yeah, you. Yeah, I in. know. You wouldn't have let me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you know how like you, we've talked about this before, and there is one coming up soon mm. that is like a Mariah moment. Yes. Um, I think this is my version of that. If yeah. someone says to me, "Are you a lamb?" I'll be like, "Long ago." Like, yeah. I'm like, it's not even an expected one. Yeah. It's one you were expecting me to come out with, and it's. My jam. Yeah. All right. Track nine, Melt Away, written by Mariah and Babyface. Babyface. We've not, we've not had a Babyface yet, have we? Yes. The, Did on we? the last album, we had Never Forget You was a Babyface. Oh, that's right. I forgot it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the irony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this one for me as well has a bit of a special place in my heart because mm. I think as it young person i used to kind of jump between long ago and melt away long ago was the not ballad and melt away was the ballad um (laughs) as being i i feel like over time long ago sort of took over Mm. but i think because it does have a timeless quality yes and at the time it felt like it was like what is this sound this is yeah it's not just new for mariah it's for someone it's new for someone else as well yeah but now it feels like oh no this is good yeah this this is this is possibly one of the best on the album that like if you were going to take it completely out of context and go would you know what year this song was sung yes i don't know yeah it could go on emancipation or something yeah like yeah cool um so melt away i feel like it has sort of clawed its way back in recent times when i've re-listened i think one of the reasons being i mean it's it is literally like silk but the deep vocal like Mm. i don't think she's gone that low darlings no like she was like i am going i think it's probably the best use of her low range that i've heard um there may be more to come i'm not sure um and also listening to it loud there is a casual whistle note at the end as it's fading out that she doesn't even highlight it's like oh yeah yeah it's there i know it's there well that was also there was a uh there was a pushback against the whistle notes um that i think might i can't remember whether it was the record company or she decided she didn't like them anymore anyway <laughs> she cuz there's a track on uh rainbow that she took all the whistle notes out and it might have been Pharrell produced it i can't okay. remember or Jimmy Jam. Anyway, someone, the producer was like, what are you doing? It's the best thing about the song. <laughs> and put them all back Damn. in. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the whistle notes are being kind of marginalised a bit. Which is another reason I love all the remixes more than the album songs. Because she's just You want like, the squeals? I'm going to squeal for a good six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she'll true. she'll sing the no- whole song in whistle register for an entire, like, one whole chorus. Just for the fun of it. Because like, I okay. do think, like, listening now that I'm thinking, I don't, I don't think there are many whistles, if any, aside from there's. I think there's one at the end of Underneath the Stars, and then this one. Yeah, that might they're be very pu- They're very pushed into the background now. Like yeah. it's this is it's and, already faded out. By the time and I remember it. there was like talk at the time of like, oh, she just can't do them live. She can't do them anymore. She's not. And it's like it was not that at all. I think it was 
I think someone like her, you can only be photographed from this side. You sound like a show off. Stop it. Uh. <laughs> so it's like she's probably singing them all the time and then pulling them back out of the mix. All right. So that's that's kind of my feelings on it. It does have a huge nostalgic quality mm. for me. So what's your take on this? Look, song? I've never been a huge fan. Dead to me. Get out. <laughs> of her baby face collaborations. Like they always feel like, like the Carol King. It always feels like it's it's neither of their best work. Okay. Like you go, Mariah's done some amazing work. Babyface has done some amazing work. Mariah and Babyface together, they just kind of. It feels like the, like yeah, like with the Carol King thing and Never Forget You. It's it just misses something somewhere. Like I love this song. I'm not saying it's a terrible song, but I feel like both of them are capable of so much more. Um, so for me, this is a four point five. <gasps> I know. Honestly, you prolo piece of shit. Why am I prolo now? <laughs> How dare you? Well, so I actually didn't know until yesterday that this was a babyface song, actually. So <laughs> I think I the best babyface for... collaboration is just when she name checks him and sings a little bit of um, well, that <laughs> two was occasions. Come. That was to come. <laughs> I, think that, I think the thing that ca- captured me as a kid was just the chorus of how the it's just it is it's silky yeah and i don't think she's done that in this way before you know what i think my it's like dark chocolate i know i know we're trying to uh, like assess these albums on their own but for me so much of daydream like i love but it feels like a bridge in between music box which was my yeah, favourite album and of Butterfly. all time. And then Butterfly, which is yeah, sure. just an amazing exemplary piece of work. So it feels like we are taking a run-up. Um, and I don't know, if Butterfly didn't exist, this would probably be the best Mariah Carey album of all time. And I would sure. everything would be infinity. But I feel like this is one of those songs that is almost there. Like, it's really good. It's almost But it's, it's not... It's not the amazing amazingness that I know she can do. I mean, it's I fine. Like you, you can be wrong. That's fine. I can be wrong. I can. I can absolutely. I, be no, wrong. I do find it interesting, and I uh, we get more to it. But the the thing I also kind of agree with it being a bit of a bridge album. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, next song, track ten, forever, written by <laughs> Mariah Carey and Snuffleupagus. Yes. Um, this was released. It got to number 77 in Australia. Look out. Look out. Um, now, supposedly Mariah did not like this song very much, she but I not. believe has recently slightly warmed to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. This smidge. Now, it does have that very 50s feel. Yeah, that's stuff, stuff up, I guess. Guess. I'm going to run my finger up and down the piano a couple of times. Yes. I, I can. So, <laughs> what's, what's your take on this track? So, at the time... This was probably one of my favourite songs on the entire album. Like, and Lord, doesn't she sing the fuck out of it? Yeah. Like, when she takes a run up at that fucking key change, it's like, no, I'm here, I'm here, I'm ready. And, (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, there are 18 syllables in forever, and there's. <laughs> and it's amazing. Um, yeah, I, again, this is like like a lot of the songs on Music Box. I, what I love about this is her vocal performance, and I appreciate the two preceding songs because of they had some amazing production going on. But this is one where it's just like, I'm just gonna sing this song, and the production's gonna be very very simple, and I'm just gonna belt the fuck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> And hit some really high notes. I mean, not quite whistle, but you know, even for like her yeah. kind of her kind of soprano register is also quite amazing. Like her really high singing voice before she gets to whistles is which she doesn't use that much yeah. realistically. Like she kind of goes from a middle range to suddenly squealing. But you get a bit of the high her high voice in this, and which I really, really like. But yeah, it's Yeah, I really like Forever in and I know that it's cloying and I know that it's annoying and I know that it's structurally <laughs> a little bit shit. <laughs> but, 
but I kind of like it. Like maybe I'm, I've gone through the same thing with it as Mariah. Like I went through a period yeah. where I was like, oh God, it just sounds like, you know, so many of her songs are fucking snuffle up. It's like, yeah. I'm rewriting, you know, the same song for the fourth time. And then now, <laughs> and then I, but yeah, when I listened to this album and again, I was like, oh man, she really does go for it. Like she sings this song. She does. She sings it, darling. Yeah. Um, look, I, I do enjoy it. I It probably sounded like I don't. I no. do enjoy it. Um, I don't often return to it. I think yeah. possibly because of that cloying nature and the fact that the really almost all of the songs leading up to it do have a slightly more mature yeah. uh, uh, approach and, and have a little bit more of a um, fresh feel still. Yeah, um, I don't. They don't yeah, feel overly dated. This one yeah. felt dated when she even died. then. Yeah, so I think that's <laughs> the thing, and that's kind of the point. So it's not like again. I feel like this is a song that would be on Cold Case. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> when they when they go back to the fifties, they're like, oh, it's the fifties, I mean, but it's also the nineties. Forever by Mariah Carey. Also, uh, contextually, we're talking about. Um, so the album in between this one and Music Box, I know it feels like there's one after the other, but there was an album in between. And it was Merry Christmas. And yeah. all of those songs felt very, you know, timeless, but, you know, timeless is in 50s, 60s. And so this sure. one feels like it's right in the pocket of those kinds of compositions. So I feel like this is, yeah, this kind of feels more like, oh, this could have been a Christmas song. I think what you said before, again, about the bridging between the music box sound and the butterfly sound. Yeah. It's the one that doesn't feel like it's an in-between. It feels like it could have been, like you said, Christmas or a music box or on emotions or on maybe not on the debut. Yeah. It feels very classic Mariah and Afanasiev. Like it's it's very much their sound. And I think it's, it's very much him. As well, yeah. like you said, she's singing the crap out of it, but it yeah. definitely feels like a hymn song. Like, I feel like Underneath the Stars has more of a... Oh, God, no, I prefer this. <laughs> <laughs> has more of a Mariah feel to it because of the gentle vocals. It's yeah, not possibly. as... It's, you know, it's, it's, it's breathier. It's not as uh, showboating, whereas this one is like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to... Like, I can sing all these notes and I can sing them real loud. Maybe this is the song that when... Um... Was it slipping away? Was it allowed? Yeah. She was like, well, I'm t- I've am i written everything I want to say. Oh, yeah. well, just that Snuffleupagus song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. We've got to deliver the album at midnight. Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so for this one, it's still a respectable score. I gave this a 4.25 on the same level as I Am Free for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a 4.5. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a decent cool. song, like, and she sings it. But I think it's, yeah, again, there's so many better songs in this album. All right, track 11, Daydream Interlude Fantasy Sweet Dub Mix by all the same people that wrote fantasy. Um, All right, hit me, hit me with it. Well, this is, you know, this is a short version of one of the 412 remixes (laughs) by David Morales. Um, And I absolutely adore this version Um, because it's sort of, you know, I feel like... This is what those, you know, those couple of songs, those Colin Clavilli songs that had the electronic sort of elements to them that we didn't like from Music Box. This is, and also the Joy to the World version from (laughs) the Christmas (laughs) album. This is exactly what she should have been doing, is going, oh, I've done some incredible stuff with David Morales for the first album, for the first album, for the last album in remixes so i'm just gonna throw a remix on here and i absolutely love that it was it was given pride of place on the album it's like this is a remix like it could have just never been part of the album is it it her first interlude yeah maybe i think it is but it's yeah it's like the the actual full version of this that you get on the cd single is incredible Uh because it's like this for about 12 minutes um But yeah, I love this shit. Like, uh, this is... Because it always felt like a little gift that, you know... Sure. Because so many artists would just go, yeah, 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 just put some drum fills in for for six minutes in between 
and like just stand up on my voice going do the low do the low do the and just do that for about eight hours (laughs) (laughs) but whereas Mariah's gone no 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 I'll come in like oh no we should I'll transpose the whole thing for you. The studio, is, it's fine. the studio is in my house. Yeah, I'll come, come over. We'll do it here. <laughs> I'll have a splash and we will remix the shit out of this. So this is, I, I love this because it's just, it's like, remember how much you loved fantasy? Let's hear it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Alanis Morissette putting you ought to know at both the beginning and the end of Jagged yes, Little Pill. Yes, why would it? Yeah. it again. Well, and a guitar. Um, <laughs> So for this one, I, I'm intrigued by this now because of you sort of talking about the longer mm. version. Because as a kid, this was confusing to me. I didn't understand. Mm. Why is this random song on here? It's the same song, but it's not. But she doesn't really sing anything new. I'm confused. Um, and I think that's why I probably struggled to connect to it a little bit because there, yeah. there's not really a hook to it. Um, no. And I kept waiting for the chorus, or, you know, and that never really showed up. So when I went back... Um, and listen to it again. I appreciate it more now knowing what I know, mm-hmm. but I still can't quite grab onto it, if that makes sense. Um, I think some of it is because, as you mentioned, the the, the um, Clitorarius and Cole songs that of the 90s, that wasn't really a style that I loved anyway. No. Um, I do agree that this is them starting to refine it and... And well, get her sounding. Well, Raya, David is no longer well, with us, yes. as evidenced um, in, in track three. <laughs> uh, but Alison still is, so you never know. Um, so, um, but there were songs of that era that were just not a sound that I particularly connected with. Yeah. So it's I found it really hard to know where to put it because I was like, it is not bad. I do not dislike it. I think it's a palate cleanser. Also, just the fact the that final it's track. Like, it's it's like oh. She's singing in a really different way. Like yeah. she's singing the same song, but she's kind of, it's got like a chanteuse vibe to it. It's got like a, almost a jazzy feel. An elusive. Like it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it, it had, it gave me kind of echoes of the wind from, oh, okay. uh, you know, just cause it's like, oh yeah, I'm just, I could just, I could just be sitting by a piano, even though this is all crazy electronic music going on yeah. around me. Like it's. And I'm just singing like a jazzy version of the first song on the album, but yeah. we're just kicking back. It's five o'clock in the morning at a club. And I think that's time. what I'm missing. <laughs> I think it's the 5am at the club bit that I'm missing. So mm. I'm wondering if a longer version, because I, <laughs> I was literally six, um, if I um, experienced the longer version and was in that kind of space, I probably would be like, oh my God, it's Mariah the, at a club. This is the other thing. Like, you know, nowadays, you know, Mariah was talking about the instant grats that go yes. on with releasing an album where it's like bits, like sudden song, 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 song. Whereas this was from the time of, so Fantasy came out and then we had ODB like a couple of weeks later. And then we had the Morales remixes. And so you lived with them for like, a month before the album came out. It wasn't the album oh, and the even single longer, on the same probably. day. Like probably it was, you had ages before the album came out. And so you had lived with this song. Well, Crazy Lambs, like myself, had lived with this song, with the long version. So when it came up in the album, you're like, oh, yay, it's my friend. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like yeah. another single. I mean, it wasn't a single, it was a CD. It was and it would feel like an interlude to you guys because it, was so much shorter than the main remix, whereas oh, to yeah. anyone who doesn't know the main remix, I mean, the interlude is on one of the, on the discs as well with the fourteen other versions. Sure, like they uh-huh. are long ass songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because of all of this, like, so I'm curious now to hear the long version and maybe get a little drunk. Well, there's, um, yeah, so there, I can there's, experience there's three or four that. versions you have to hear. Like, okay. there's yeah. Um, so I did. I found I almost didn't score it. Because Why? I was like, I don't know how to score it. See, and it's yeah. an interlude. And I didn't know how to score it. And I was like, it is not bad. I do not dislike it. But I also never go back to it. So oh. I threw it in at a 3.5. But that's <sighs> not... I don't do that to offend anyone. I just didn't know where else to put it. It's so, an infinity. Shut up. <laughs> all right. Melt away, hater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. I just think... It's but you'd like it if some of its parts. I bet you'd like it if a regular singer sang it. Well, um, it would be the pinnacle of her career if she managed anything that good. <laughs> 
I really am looking forward to this new six-part mini-series that we will be, that I'll be forcing you to do after I this. I will actually do that when when All we right. get through this. I will. I'll, I'll do will, it. Well, because in. Maybe during glitter, I can assault my ears with some of the yeah. terrible knockoffs. <laughs> in all honesty, I don't think I've ever listened to any of those albums in oh. full. So it'd be interesting for me as well. And people would actually say I'm probably not as in as there as they think. As think <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we get to the final track of the album. I think we might be here for a while. Looking In by Kerry, Kerry, Mariah Carey, by Kerry Washington, um, Kerry Mariah Carey and Snuffleupagus. The first thing I wrote was darkest song so far, question mark. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to start this one off by saying I remember as a kid knowing that this was something else. I didn't get it at the time. I just didn't have the capacity to get it. But mm. I knew it was special to Mariah, even without her ever having said it, if that yeah. makes sense. You can just listening it. to it. I was like, oh, yeah. this is something else. Um, and it did always feel a little bit detached, which is why I think the interlude is there. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, Forever is a nice end to a 10-track album. P.S. <laughs> P.S. Yeah. Um Again, this is probably why I like Forever as much as I do, for the same reason that I love, um, like I said, I don't think I would have loved All I've Ever Wanted if it didn't have everything fades away after it. Sure. But yeah, I think if if the album ended on Forever, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I did for all those years. Yeah. Because there was the interlude, the Daydream interlude, and then there was Looking In, Mm. which is epic. So, one thing I thought of as I was re-listening was... I was a little nervous to re-listen to it because I didn't know if it was going to, I suppose, meet my expectations yeah. of what I thought it was. Um, which, don't worry, it did. Um, but <laughs> I was like, it's proof that Mariah really was telling us what was going on the whole time. Oh, yeah. Because she'd always say, go back to this song, go back to that. It's there. Yeah. Um, now, the only, the only, and this is really quite minor, but I'm curious to your thoughts on this. Hmm. My only criticism of this song, which is really like a 0.0001% criticism, is that her vocal on uh, on the word inside at, at 1.43, so 1 minute 43 seconds, hmm. she sort of changes direction halfway through, and I find it quite jarring, and I'm wondering if it was actually a bit of an emotional... A little blip, like she, her voice caught maybe, maybe a little. Um, it went, it went a little in because I, I hadn't noticed it until this sort of series of re-listens. There is a live version where she sings this song only once, mm-hmm. and it's the basically the part where she gets choked up and stops singing. So she actually didn't sing this line live. I so it's um, she weighs in insecurity and hides herself inside of me. I think that's the part, and that's where yeah she dreams of all that she can never be. That's where she choked up live. I'm wondering yeah. if in the studio she did the same thing and just went, you know what, leave it. It doesn't yeah. sound bad. It's not bad. It was just me kind of going, oh, I've never been jarred by a choice before. Yeah, and I was like, was it a choice? If it's just a personal choice, that's fine. Um, but it did make me wonder because of the spot it was in and how it's almost like she was going to go in one direction and then halfway through went, no, and went somewhere else. Mm. I was like, it's just interesting to me because I've never noticed that in any other song yeah. uh, of a vocal of hers before. That she's left something raw in, something kind yeah. of... Like, I mean, it is... It does kind of... Uh, the The rawness of her vocals throughout this song kind of is what I think gives it the... It makes you listen twice to the lyrics. Yeah. Like, I think if she was, you know, delivering it in the way she delivered, say, forever, you'd be like... You'd be like, what? You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a nice enough song. But because there is something kind of raw and almost raspy about her vocal on this whole song, that it's almost like she's singing it in a way... To make you pay attention to it, to make you go—it feels like she's telling us a story. Yeah, like literally telling us like, a story. Like, like Marsha used to say on Australian Idol, "You're a storyteller. You are a storyteller." 
I never, I didn't think she'd come back for this song, but all right. Um, but no, I think that might actually be why I found this moment jarring because it's maybe the one moment that I feel so, I honestly feel so entranced by her telling the story yeah. and the way she's delivering it. And this is the one moment that I just kind of go, oh, what? And then we go back into it and everything's fine. Yeah. And that makes me wonder, was it a choice of her going, oh, I'm just going to do something different? Or more likely, it was a bit of an emotional bleep and she's like, well, it's still correct. It's not... Yeah. You know, and I mean, God. it could be one of those things like she may have, you know, she would have done several takes and she may have gone, you know what? I think I prefer the raw one. Yeah. I think I prefer the one where I get a bit lost and... Yeah. And I sound like the vulnerable girl I'm singing about. Yeah. And that's why when I went and found the live version, she's quite emotional in it. Yeah. And I was curious to hear that line as to how she would deliver it. But then that's when she sort of broke down and, and yeah. didn't get that couple of lines out. So that could be the answer I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, I did write down, how did Snuffleupagus not hear these lyrics and wonder what the fuck was going on? I'm going to read them to you because there was one in particular mm. that really stood out for me. So it's from the final moments, which is, it seems as though I've always been somebody outside looking in. Well, here I am for all of them to bleed but they can't take my heart from me and they can't bring me to my knees. They'll never know the real me. When I, I knew this song, I knew the story. And mm. of course, listening, like reading the book is really highlighting a lot of it. Yeah. But while I'm here for all of them to bleed, what? I was like, hang on. Like that is dark. Think of him. He's forged a relationship with her. On the back of Old Mate with his fucking photocopy. So, <laughs> in his mind, these lyrics are not about him. Yeah, They're about enough. Ben Margulies. They're yeah. about, you know, he... Other people. Yeah. Maybe that not Tommy, because that's her husband. Yeah, she loves him. Um, She loves him, Um, even though he attacked her with a butter knife. Um, but that, these lyrics are about, you know, the music industry in general. And we're talking about a guy who works with a lot of people. You know, he's done a lot of work with a lot of other, you know, he's, I think he has a couple of songs on Celine Dion albums and stuff. Um, Even more reason that she doesn't know her. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just that, yeah. So he probably saw a lot of people poor me their huge careers and went just, yeah, yeah, I get I have to help write at least three of these songs a year. Yeah, <laughs> From poor bitches who think they're hard done by. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I I think he easily would have heard these lyrics and gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's nice. Yeah. They're all a bit fragile, these singers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that particular lyric just really stood out to me. Yeah. I feel like this, um, is, this is the song that, it feels like the entire Butterfly album is hiding in this song. Sure. Like, I'm excited to get to it. All of the, all of her more expository lyrics, all of her more deep um, emotional stuff. It's like, this is where it starts. Yeah. I remember hearing someone, I went for a, a singing lesson once and the person who was before me finishing up was singing this. And I'm like, oh man, this is not a song I would think to cover. Plus oh, this, no. this does not sound like something that anyone else should be singing. It's like my no. weird thing of don't don't do other people's raps because like <laughs> it's exactly it feels so personal. Like I'm still gonna do the Lady Marmalade rap. I don't know what to tell you. I <laughs> <laughs> Come through with the money Mariah, and the bad amounts. <laughs> Patty! <laughs> Mariah Patty! <laughs> That's my marmalade oh rap. It's stunning. Mariah Patty! <laughs> You're bouncing between my ears, darling. What you find now? What you find now? <laughs> Who was covering this? Oh, my God. It was Mariah and Patty. Mariah no, no, no. Carey. No, no. Looking in. We're oh, back looking to the in. Oh, song. I don't know. Someone having a singing lesson. Like, you know, she looked very sad and sorry when she came out. And I'm like, that is... It's not therapy, doll. It's singing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the the thing I found also about her delivery in this song mm. is that it feels like she's right up against the microphone. 
Mm-hmm. And it feels like when you're listening to it, she is next to you. Like yeah. it feels like she's just telling you because yeah. it's quiet and yeah. it's not, she doesn't belt anything. Um, and it, honestly, you can just imagine her by herself in that. Almost I, in my head, the producer's gone home for the day. Yeah. And she's like, I've got this idea and I'm just going to try it. And she walked yeah. in by herself and did it. Um, so I actually held off on scoring this one until I listened a few times because I didn't want to just go infinity out of obligation. I wanted what do you to mean make obligation? sure. Because well, because if I did it, I'd be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> because it's such a song for Mariah. Yeah, such a um, song. But also, it's got that vibe of like you know, many of the songs on the Rarities album. Like it's got like it feels like it could have been cut from this album easily. It could have easily been left up, and we heard yeah. it on a B side. Like because it is True. so asynchronous to everything else that's going on. Um, and it, like, you know, like, do you think of me and, uh, slipping away and all of those other songs that just don't quite feel like they fit on the album. And this one almost doesn't same with like till the end of time at the end of the emotions album, you're like, where does this come from? Yeah. (laughs) And everything fades away. It's like, where does this come from? Like, where do these songs like? They're really great songs. They're great songs, but they don't sound like they're from this album. Yeah. Um, but then well, I guess like, um, each one is leading up to another album. So yeah, it feels like a closed chapter. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah. Uh, do you know the My December album by Kelly Clarkson? No. Oh, is that the, her first first album? No, it's no. her third album. So it's the one that she got. Clive Davis got all mad because she wanted to do her own thing, basically. Yeah. And it's kind of known as. The oh, is rock. it the one with this with sober on it? Or yes. Yes, yeah. I do know that. Um, so the final song's called. Irvine mm. and it's just named after a place and I think that's her looking in yeah. if that makes sense it is the saddest song mm. I think I've ever heard I'm like oh my god how did they put this on I'm glad they did obviously but after an album that was already pretty uh, full on lyrically yeah. to get to that last song and be like oh now I'm suicidal on the floor that's literally <laughs> like and I'm not saying that's what the song it is her laying on the floor, talking to God, wanting to die. It was like, oh, we've already gone through a bit of a gauntlet and great, now we're just, we're actually going to die. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty fun. <laughs> anyway, that's just what I thought of when you were talking about songs at the end that almost go, is this meant to, did she know that this is on this album? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to hold off on on um, infinitizing it until I listened to the vinyl in the car and the CD (laughs) because I just wanted to make sure I was doing it authentically, not just because I felt that I had to. Also because we were in the middle of the book and this is very, very salient. Yeah. Um, But of course I, I went there. It's it's Posfinity darlings. Yeah. You can't, you can't in an infinity looking in. It's impossible. All right. It's just has to happen. A pretty stunning way to close an album as well. Like you feel Oh, this is the book is closed. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. how this song feels. And it and it does it does give this album like it gives it more kind of depth than I think the previous albums because there's like we're starting to get that real sense of oh right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I do do you think it's the darkest song we've had? So far, I mean, you know, on an album that has One Sweet Day, it's a big call. (laughs) (laughs) But see, One Sweet Day feels uplifting. Yeah, it feels like the celebration of someone, of, you know, someone's life as opposed to a song about actual trauma. And this feels like a song about trauma. Um, Yeah, yeah, it is is pretty dark and it is pretty uh, difficult. And it's also... Like, so this was the start of, a like, I was having issues in my own life. And so Mariah was often an escape for me. So the idea of her also not coping was difficult for me. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, no, I look to you as someone stable and sturdy. Sure. Like, even though, you know, she's (laughs) barely... Six months older than <laughs> twelve and a half. Um, <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, I always saw her as someone, you know, so with such a clear vision and such an obvious, you know, drive and yeah. So hearing a song where things weren't okay is slightly destabilizing. Yeah. As, as much as I loved it, like I absolutely love this song, but it's, this is not a song you sing in the shower. No, this unless is, you're uh, real sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love it, but it's yeah, it's one of those ones you have to you know, you don't go back to all the time. Well, I, I understand, I think I've mentioned this before, so I won't go right into the whole story, but um for me, Kylie was always an escape and a source of joy. Yeah. So when she was diagnosed with breast cancer quite yeah. aggressively, um, I couldn't listen to her music. Yeah. Because it was I was like, this is meant to be a happy escape and that's the kind of the whole point of Kylie is yeah. joy and the fact that she's going through hell yeah I just can't under my and little head doesn't you know get the it thing that I I found I mean this is one of the reasons I used to do jokes about her and her illness when I was doing stand-up and everyone no one really kind of got that they thought I was just making fun of her but I was trying to make fun of the situation like why why are there six pages of it in the newspaper like it's someone's like she's announced that it's happened because she's had to cancel things yes like you and it's like please i don't want anyone else to go through this make sure everything's fine like that's as much as you want like she i don't think would have been happy with people trying to sneak in and take photos of her hospital god no she would not have well danny was chased through an airport yeah she would not have wanted to see you know Six pages. The first six pages in the newspaper were all about it. And I was like, what? what is going on? This is someone's health problems. Like, this yeah. is, you know, like, I was going to, like, I got my vaccination today and I was going to do a full. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was going to do my f- a full, you know, Mariah Bad Lighting medical narrative. <laughs> but there are heaps of people in there because, you know, I don't have my own hospital wing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why don't you? Gosh. I just thought, oh, I am. I, if I video this, I am breaching about 17 people's medical privacy. Well, that's true. So I just went, <laughs> I'll take a photo of my sandwich. Um, <laughs> it was delicious. Or as I call it, my vac snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but my I, yeah, I just think, you know, some things are not meant to be the news. Um, yeah. And I found for fans, it actually yeah. was, and pro- and like you said, for her, of course, but it was re-traumatizing every time because all we wanted was to see an image or something where she was smiling or, yeah. you know, where you could see things looking up because there were dark days that yeah. she has mentioned. And she's, um, and she's not a, you know, she doesn't sing sad songs. <laughs> no. Um, so, yes, it was very... Um, Whereas Mariah sings a lot of really sad songs, and on well, an album, <laughs> on an album that has "One Sweet Day," for this song to be on there makes you go, "Whoa!" There yeah. is some power in the writing and performance of this. Like, and I think that's is... that is kind of the the contrast, isn't it? "One Sweet Day" is it's not that it's overproduced, but it's produced. Yeah, it's and it's layered, and it's all it's got the big sweeping moments. And, and there are five this is the opposite of that. Yeah, <laughs> and this is. The exact opposite of it. Yeah, this is small and intimate and quiet and, as you say, very dark. Yeah. Like, you know, if if One Sweet Day had a colour, it would be, like, the colour of sunset. Whereas sure. this is a black velvet curtain just sucking all the light in. Yeah. Like, it is, yeah. I don't even know if it's velvet. It's cotton darling (laughs) it's like like it is bare bones but you know like the you know that black that seems to draw light out of things (laughs) (laughs) like i mean that was one of the things i loved about the album artwork is that it was all stark black and white and i was like oh where's all the fun you know i want some fun mariah what i find so funny it's i didn't realize it's literally i don't know if you can see it's the back cover picture Mm. cropped yeah and the back cover seems so light because there's so much white space around her. Yeah. And then just zooming in just enough, it suddenly takes on this completely different yeah. 
look and I never knew that they were the same photo. Yeah, yeah they, I know. You could tell it's the same suit, but I was like, oh, it's because you don't see your hands. Photo. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see your hands in a hair or anything. It's like, oh, hang on. Um, so I always found that interesting. But you're right. Like the very stark black and white. Although um, Music Box was black and white too, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was like just her whole face and it's yeah. bright. Um, True. Yes. Spring a lot of powder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just like, you know, she's reflecting a lot of light. Whereas this, like the cover is dark the and this song is dark and it just feels like a like really kind of, yeah, nice, deliciously bleak ending. I kind of bleak, love... Bleak, darling. I love bleak, darling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So, overall thoughts. This mm. is where I'll bring up the bridge thing. So, I'll write what I, uh, so I read what I wrote. Mm. Um, I was worried it wasn't going to live up to my memories. Yeah. I was like, is it going to... Um, but, if anything, a lot of the songs like Underneath the Stars or Forever or I Am Free that I didn't really revisit, I did kind of go, oh, you know what? I actually, yeah, I don't mind these. Like, yeah. Underneath the Stars... Still isn't my favourite, but I do like it more than maybe some of the songs on Emotions. Yeah. Um, I know there's not as many huge Mariah vocals, um, but it's the, the DNA is still there. Yeah. Um, and, there's and not enough squealing. I think there's not saying. a lot of squealing, but what I found um, interesting is that the production feels elevated. I don't mm-hmm. feel as many... Um, no, I don't like to use the word dated with Mariah because I really don't think there's that many songs that have dated. No. But it's the Snuffleupagus yeah. and the Clavilius and Cole that sometimes the production does date a little. Um, and I don't really find that so much on here. Even Forever was a throwback even then. So yeah. you kind of go, well, it's kind of on purpose. Um, yeah. And I do think that the variety on the album is more in line with the debut album. Yeah, where definitely. she plays a lot more. Um, yeah. So you don't sort of feel bogged down by a hundred ballads in a row. Yeah. Um, the bridging thing you talked about, I actually think the same thing, but almost in a different, from a different perspective in that I kind of like that it's the best of pre and post, Yeah, if that makes sense. It's yeah. got everything that's kind of to come. Mm-hmm. And of course, within some of that being the remixes um, with ODB and such, but um, it, but it still has enough of the older to make you know a song like "When I Saw You" is going to yeah. make old Mariah fans happy. So I actually think that's a really good thing. I really like that. And without this, you wouldn't have what yeah. was to come. So in a way, it's sort of it's almost like a best of Mariah. I do agree. A couple of you know, whack on vision of love. Yeah. And get the get the squeals in there, and it's pretty much everything you want yeah. from a Mariah album. So, I will say, even taking out the sentiment, you know, my my nostalgia for it, I genuinely think it's probably her strongest thus far. I don't know what's to come, so you know, there could be I could be taking this back, um, but of the first four or five, it sort of strikes the right balance of all Mariah for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's uh it is her most confident album at this point. Um and it is weird to think of someone who has you know, whose first album was gigantically successful and has just come on the back of not only a hugely successful uh album of original songs, but also her crazy Christmas album that is still selling in the millions. Crazy. Um, so yeah, like the the fact that she's managed to take creative leaps from there. I think the best thing about this album is is finding Jermaine Dupree and mm-hmm. finding that working relationship that they have. Um, you know, it just. Yeah, it kind of unlocks a lot of things for her, I think, creatively. And, you know, like the like the the, the P. Diddy business, the Babyface business, the Snuffleupagus business. <laughs> like, I think it is a, it is very, it's peak 90s Mariah. <laughs> yeah. I also think it's interesting that, a lot of the greatest songs on this album are not the singles. Yeah. Which is some of some other albums you couldn't say that. You would no. say, oh, Vision of Love and, and songs like, you know, um, Hero and, and Anytime You Need a Friend. And 
yeah. emotions. They are. So that doesn't mean there's not one or two others that are really good, but I'd almost argue that there are more album tracks that are better on this than the singles. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah. The, the fact that you've got long ago as a counterpoint to always be my baby, you just go, oh, wow. Yeah. That was the same, the same two people worked yeah. on that. Like they created yeah. those two And songs. I will say, um, Jamash did say, always be my baby felt more like something he would have done for Escape. Yeah. Um, and so he didn't feel any hip hop in that, even mm. though he was, that's what he expected. Yeah. Having had conversations with Mariah. Whereas I think that stuff was coming way more into long ago. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a great, great album and it still sounds amazing. And it's weird that like, you know, I didn't have as much fondness for it listening to it now as I did with listening to Music Box. But then I think I've I've listened to this a lot more. Oh, okay. You know, in the last few years. Consistently? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those albums that I put on. Because yep. I'm like, I want to hear Looking In and I want to hear When I Saw You and I want to hear, you know, I want to hear those album tracks. Whereas, you know. Yeah. You know, there's not as many skips maybe? Yeah. Well, there's, you know, the only the only album track I ever want to hear from Music Box is all I've ever wanted. I could, yeah. I can happily skip the rest. <laughs> even though I absolutely love <laughs> that album. It's your favourite. You've, you've said yeah. it's your favourite. <laughs> yeah. Even though I absolutely love that album. Like if I, yeah, it's, but it's. In, in that thing, that things that were your favourite once upon a time, you probably listen yeah. to too much. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I think just, yeah, like seeing what's happened with Mariah since this album, it's like, oh, wow, this is, this feels like it felt amazing at the time, but now in hindsight, you're like, there is so much better to come. Like, I feel yeah. like this is a step up from what she's done, but it is not the step she's about to take. Sure. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. So yeah. I have I've I don't think I've listened to Butterfly from beginning to end in that. I think it's just been random songs at oh, random man. times. You are, so I'm curious. You are in for a treat. Um all right, let's hit it up. <laughs> what is your favorite track from this album? Um oh, it's I think it's when I saw you. That's a good one. I can get on board with that. I think um, it's I think it's my shower song. I think mine is long ago, but I did write in brackets "melt away." And when I saw you, were just there scratching. Oh, like, you, yeah, you've got your your, tri- your triple My DP. Triple DP. <laughs> yes, I forgot to mention that. That is the triple DP of this album. When I saw you long ago and melt away. I mean, honestly, yeah. they are the three songs I would save from this album. I mean, looking in's great too. Oh god, yeah. it's hard. Looking um, in and least favorite. Least favorite. I'm, I'm probably going to break your heart, but I think it's going to be melt away. You evil bitch. <laughs> Take back the vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just like, it's not a bad song. It's just, you know, if I, like you lay them all out in front of you and I go, yeah, no, that's the only one that feels like it's like, if I had to sacrifice one. That's so rude. Can I can um, I choose the silence between side one and side two while I'm turning? Sure. Around? Yes, that's better. <laughs> well, you know what? Look, mine's not going to be mine's not popular either because everyone probably already knows it. It's underneath the stars. I yeah. just I will say it's grown on me, but yeah, it's it's, no, it's that's beautiful. That's not for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you know? You don't like Melway. I mean, come on. I don't, I don't not like it. It's just you made me choose one. <laughs> um. That All was right, the one I chose. <laughs> I couldn't choose, like, I can't choose fantasy, clearly. Oh. I can't choose Underneath the Stars because I actually do quite like it. I can't choose One Sweet Day. Because people will murder you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the song will be about you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I left with? Like, what, what am I left with? Forever, I actually quite like. Maybe I am free. But I, oh, it's hard. I, I mean, they're all good. Yeah. I, I, yeah I'm, no, it has to anyway. be meltable. <laughs> it's, it's the baby face D- one. That's it. I'm cancelling this podcast. <laughs> 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 no, it's all right. Look, you agreed with me on the on the other two of the triple DP. So um, <laughs> your love of long ago has helped <laughs> keep you here. Um, <laughs> and overall score. Infinity. <laughs> In fantasy. <laughs> In fantasy. 
I mean, it's the first time I'm doing this for an album. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's posh fantasy. Poshfinity! Poshfinity. I even with underneath the stars, I really cannot bad? deny. No, you know, look, I I I really, really didn't like it. Now I don't actually mind it. It's not it's suddenly not my least favorite. Um but it's it's the one I'd not save. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like h- hugging Mel. Like when you push Melt away off the boat, I'd go rescue it and hold it close as I kicked <laughs> underneath the sauce into the icy cold ocean. I'm not ocean. kicking it off the boat. You, just, <laughs> you, you made Sophie make a choice and she made So, good thing that we made this two episodes because we just talked for an hour about side two. Hours. Um, but that was lovely. I, uh, I was, it was very nice to revisit this album as a full album, not just random songs that come on shuffle. So, next Mariah Monday, we will have a chapter which is just like Honey. Ooh. single, a, Just a single P, as we discussed. <laughs> because we've P. just had a triple DP followed by a two-parter, oh, which yeah. also had a triple DP within it. <laughs> So, we are, we're raw. Yeah. Goodbye, Lamely. Bye. Bye. Bye.